Welcome back everyone to Managing Without Football. Today we're taking a bit of time to get to know Paul Doyle, the man, and what makes him tick. Under the turf, we'll be talking to Paul about his football in past and present, as well as finding out what he gets up to in his downtime. But first, let's catch up on the highlights of Burnley's season so far. We're in the final stages here at Turf Moor. Liverpool have absolutely destroyed this Burnley team tonight. And it's Firmino, ball on the edge of the Burnley box. What has happened here? Ashley Westwood has just headbutted him. A shocking display there. I recognise that technique from Westwood. What we used to call a Doyle drubbing back in Mayo. Paul will be delighted that the hard work and training is paying off. 1-0 to Chelsea here at Turf Moor. Burnley have managed to weather the Chelsea storm a bit. Chelsea have had 23 shots, 15 on target, so Burnley really do have Joe Hart to thank for keeping things at level pegging. The 87th minute, Burnley with a caller. It goes in. Oh my word, take a bow, son. What a ball into the box. Ball's easily cleared by Zuma. Chance it up a bit, Dave. Come on. Wait, what's happening here? VAR has spotted something. A push by Rudiger on Wood. It's a penalty to Burnley. It's their first penalty of the season, and the fans are going wild, David. Um. I think I just saw Doyle slip something into the back pocket of the fourth official there. I don't think those shorts have pockets, Dave. Oh, well, I don't think I can explain that then. Chris Wood steps up, taking the penalty, gives the keeper the eye, and to the rescue a point for Burnley, he runs up, skies it. Awful penalty, blasted over the top of the crossbar. And you never know when you're going to get a chance like that again. Doyle is not a happy man. He's a very angry man. He's kicking water bottles, spare kits, training cones, uh, Ben Mee, St. John's ambulance men, anybody we can find, really. Burnley have been pretty comfortable in this game so far. But wait, it's Wilson. He plays the ball down the channel to Wilson. Uh, <laughs> how can he play the ball to himself, CT? What are you on about? They have two Wilsons, Dave, Harry and Callum. Come on. Oh, oh right. Sorry. But he's being run out of play by me. No danger. Wilson has a pot shot anyway. And oh, my word, Joe Hart. What have you done? It's gone straight through the goalkeeper's legs. A lapse in concentration from Paul Doyle's main man. And Bournemouth have levelled it up from two goals down. Burnley will now just want to see this game out. We're in the final minute of injury time, so they should be OK. Well, you'd hope so. Yes. And of course they're not. Callum Wilson walking past the Burnley defence and if they're not there, just puts it past Joe Hart easily. From two goals up, Burnley are now staring down the barrel of defeat. See, this is what I'm talking about. Where was Brighton away? Oh, for f**k's sake, f**king waste of my time. Wait, are you recording already? Welcome, Mr. Doyle. It's great to have you here with us today. In this first part, we're going to talk about the beautiful game, physical art, the poetry in motion. Where do we even start? Well, sorry, what's the question? The football, Paul. The proxy war between the players, the fans, the communities. The last bastion of British pride and masculinity. 22 men going at it, tooth and nail, until there's one victor left standing. Well, unless it's a draw. Tom, that, that wasn't a question. That was definitely a statement. You, you've ruined it, Paul. Just talk about the results so far. These two f***ing 
fucking Shakespeare in the fucking National Theatre. Listen, Tomo, I know what you guys want. I've seen it a thousand times. You get some clueless manager on here to talk about his own faults, and by the end, he's a broken man. Well, not me, Tomo. You know why? Because I've got PMS, a positive mental state. Well, I can hear you're in a defiant mood already, Paul. But we have to talk about the stats. They're incredible. Phenomenal. Never seen before in my lifetime, or any other lifetime. Burnley, top of the league for fouls. Third of the league, the yellow cards. Second bottom for goals scored. What do you make of the season so far? And how does it align with where you expected to be by this stage? Well, Tom, I mean, it's really great to hear you uh, talk so glowingly about some of the stats. It's good to hear some recognition for a change. But, if I'm honest, the league form has actually been completely out of both my hands and the feet of the players. Because, uh, you know, I've talked about this a little bit, but, I'm well, I'll, I'll bring it up now. There's a league-wide conspiracy to halt my rise to the top. And I'll tell you why, Tom. It's because they really hate seeing a foreign manager do well in this league. They hate it. What do you mean by that, Paul? Do you know how insane that sounds? Insane, Tom, is it? Well, has, has anybody seen the fabled fixture-less computer? It doesn't exist, mate. Open your eyes. Look at our home fixtures. Man United, Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea. That's our first four games at home. And, on top of that, we've got Arsenal in the League Cup. The League Cup's a different competition, Paul. It's done by picking balls out of a hat. Yeah, f***ing heart balls, Tom. Heart balls. Come on, mate, I thought you were more switched on than this. Anyway, you can find more about this conspiracy on the website for my charity. It has its own tab. You can, you know, come to the charity, pay some money for the charity, and then you can go find about this conspiracy as well. It's very important stuff. So, with that completely biased run of games we've had, Tom, the league speaks for itself. And let's be realistic, we're probably about where we should be. We should delight the powers that be. Uh, I couldn't ask any more from the lads. Truly couldn't. They're a top, top, top group of lads, professionals from front to back, but they know, and I know, we've got to strengthen in January. We've got to. I mean, that's, that's, that's the rules for every football team. And then once we do that, we'll start moving up the league. So do you think the talk of Europe at the beginning of the season was a bit premature? Well, last time I checked, Tom, we're still, we're still in the cup. You know? Do you still get to Europe through the cup? That, I mean, that wasn't rhetorical because I'm not actually sure. So do, do you get into Europe through the cup? I think you still can, Paul. Ah, well, there you go then. Right on track. I stuck to my word. Right. Well, now that you mentioned strengthening in January, are there any names we should be looking out for heading to Turf Moor? <laughs> oh, come on, Tomo. You know a gentleman doesn't kiss and tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well are, there... well, are there any particular areas you're looking to strengthen that you can tell us about? Well, OK, I'll give you a few pointers. Firstly, we need some cover for Joe. Then I think we could do with a bit more pace in the fullback positions uh, and also some strength and leadership in a centre half. And then actually, we could also do with some legs in the middle of the park. And then we also need some real quality on the wings star performer, game changer, that kind of stuff. And we need more goals from our strikers. That's, you know, that, that's just a fact. So you're looking to strengthen every position? Uh, Tom, what did I just say about kissing and telling? I'm saying nothing. Nothing. Well, what about the current squad, the top lads, the top professionals? Oh, Tom, 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 they're they're awful, honestly. Truly awful. Completely shocking. I can't can't trust them as far as I can throw them. Well, other than Joe Hart, of course. You know, his perfect hair and his piercing blue eyes. Yeah. I mean, apart from from him, uh, you know, absolute dross. Absolute dross. 
Well, I'm sad to hear that you've fallen out of love with the squad, Paul. Most of them, at any rate. Let's talk about the performances this season. Any memorable ones that stand out to you? Well, Tom, it's got to be Bournemouth and Brighton. Uh, you know, the locals there haven't seen batterings like that on the south coast since my brother's first stag do. Interesting you say that, Paul. I've actually got some exclusive footage from you at half-time in the game against Bournemouth, which I think might shed some light on the result. Thanks, Tom. I'm here outside at what should be a very nervous Burnley dressing room. Burnley were leading 2-0, but they just conceded on the stroke of half-time. Let's have a listen. Right, boys, that was without a doubt the best performance I've gotten out of you so far. Fantastic job, fantastic. We finally going to clinch that much-needed win. Woody, lad, you were proper unlucky in that post, so don't you worry about that, my son. Cheers, boss. <laughs> and I tell you, a little f*** up from you two lads just before half-time, wasn't it? Well, don't blame you, boys. We're playing some absolutely cracking football out there, weren't we? Hey, hey. Anyway, boys. Anyway, anyway. I want you to go out there in the second half and just relax. You know. Let's f***ing have him. Let's have him. Well, there you have it, Tomo. Paul Doyle, very confident ahead of this second half. Back to you. Things were going pretty well for you in that game, weren't they, Paul? Well, you know, uh, let's hear what you had to say at full time, shall we? Well, Tom, I wonder what the Burnley dressing room will be like after that fiasco. Winning at half-time comfortably, but losing like they did in the end. Very lacklustre in the second half. I'm getting close to the dressing room now. I think I can hear shouting. What the f*** do you bunch of c*** call that second half performance? What absolute f***ing shower of f***ing shambles! Sorry, boss, I don't know what... Oh, I don't know what f***ing happened! You did manage to make sure your massive f***ing head directed the ball into the net. You two pair of f***ing clowns. Pinky f***ing perky. What the f*** are you playing at? I'm going to send you right back to f***ing Poland, Tarkovsky, for letting Wilson walk past you like that. Boss, I'm from Manchester. Don't f***ing talk back to me. And speaking of me, I warned you, one more f***ing mistake and there'll be f***ing hell to pay. It wasn't his fault, boss. He was fouled. That f***ing match up fix. He's in Sky Sports pocket. Everyone knows that. He's got an agenda against me like the rest of them. Uh, listen, Gaffer, I'm really sorry about the second goal. I should have done better. Now, Joe, don't you worry, son. You did the best you could. I don't blame you one bit. I'll f***ing blame the rest of these absolute f***ing playing in front of you. Terrington! Is that you? Get the f*** out of here. It's your name, Hendrick. Not a happy place after that one, Tomo. Back to you. There's a lot of talk about how the atmosphere in the dressing room really decayed after that game. Do you think you were too hard on the players, Paul? Oh, you can't be too hard on them, Tommo, you know. A little death threat here, or a bit of aggressive physical violence there. It's not going to hurt anyone. So what do you want to see more of from the team as we enter a busy, festive period of football? Well, what I want to see is commitment, effort, desire, passion. All of that. Also, better football. Better football is essential. And what does better football look like to Paul Doyle? Well, you know, it's obvious, Tom. You know, marauding fullbacks, playing the ball out from the back, possession-based, counter-attacking football. Starting from a solid base of two banks of four and attacking with width, pace, power and precision from midfield five. We've also got to get the number 10 in the hole and link up with the strike partner. Attacking wingers who can stand up their opposite numbers and also leave space for the wingbacks getting behind. Overlapping fullbacks, overlapping wingbacks, overlapping centre halves, you know, all this stuff, it's fundamentals. Right. 
Listen, Tom, you lot sit there writing your narratives and your storylines, but I do my talking on the pitch and the league speaks for itself. You're 17th. Oh, it's a figure of speech, Tom. Listen, we're done here. Thanks for your time, Paul. It's been a pleasure as always. And thanks for sitting down with us. I've got a special treat for you. We get to enjoy a lovely cool pint. Oh, thank God for that. I am gasping. Courtesy of our partners, Varm Piss. Oh, f- f- <clears throat> Tom, Tom, you don't actually expect me to drink that, do you? You've got to, mate. We've all got to. It's in the f***ing contract. Really sorry. Oh, for, oh, for f- sake. All right, all right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. Mmm. Oh, mmm. Delicious, Tomo. Thanks, Von Piss. Thanks, Paul. Now over to... Oh, for f- oh, God's sake. That f***ing a proper, proper rank. I mean, oh, I'll literally drink anything, but I've got to draw a line somewhere. Wife and kids round of their mums. Check. Day out with the lads. Check. Football. Check. Sounds perfect, right? But we can tell there's something missing in your life. A craving. A void that not even a pizza shag lunchtime buffet could fill. Introducing Wampus. An all-new premium Danish lager. The perfect 60th minute substitute for engaging conversation of when you've just received a crunching tackle to your self-esteem. Trust us, we Danes know a thing or two about warming the soul. An all-new Wampus is the perfect way to achieve inner well-being. 100% guaranteed. 100% refreshing. 100% delicious. 100% Danish sophistication. Nothing guaranteed. Premium as a label is suggested. Freshness only when properly stored at minus 95 degrees. Delicious taste depends on how many pints deep you are. Technically not Danish. Vampus brewed in Mossside, Manchester, UK. We're back under the turf where we're spending a bit of one-on-one time with new Burnley manager Paul Doyle before arguably the biggest game of his career. How are you feeling, Paul? <clears throat> this is a stitch up um <clears throat> uh, yeah yeah great david uh good to see you uh not too sure about this uh game of my career stuff though uh i led westport united to back-to-back ireland super league wins and that's a bit trickier than the premier league you want to talk about pressure losing to charlestown athletic with 10 minutes to go when the league's on the line that's pressure you've talked to my friend and colleague tomo thompson earlier about your footballing present i thought we could talk about your footballing past um, where are you going with this? You know where I'm going. Let's start back in County Mayo, Paul. You were a player over there for some time before you moved into management, weren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did uh, I did play over there. Um, I was a bit of a no-nonsense, rough-and-tumble, you know, centre midfielder for Castle Bar Celtic. Rough-and-tumble? That's what you call it, do you? Well, it's a different game over there, Mayo, David. Different game. I mean, not, not literally. It's, it's the same game. But there's a different set of rules. Well, I mean, again, the rules are broadly the same. But you can get away with being a touch more heavy-handed uh, in the tackle over there. <laughs> if by heavy-handed you mean heavy-footed, and if by heavy-footed you mean you break bones, then yeah, I agree with you. Listen, David, if you want to say something, say it. You know? Stop pussyfooting around the issue. Don't, don't raise your voice of me. It's purely business, Paul. Purely business. I can assure you that my personal opinions have never 
impacting my professionalism. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. Well, <clears throat> if you want, we can talk a little bit more about. Uh... Oh, you broke my fing leg, you twat. Got the ball, mate. Got the ball. Got the ball? Only after you fing elbowed me in the chest, swung your other arm into my nose, and then jumped two footed onto my leg after I went down. That's a, it's a yellow card offence, lad. A yellow card offence. Sorry, well within the rules of the game. You're just bitter that you nearly passed out and you didn't get to watch your team crash out of the League of Ireland Cup second round. Right, well, whatever. I, I, I'm, sorry, I'm being told in my earpiece that I've got to move on or I might lose the gig. And to be honest, I need the money, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. This isn't over. Let's talk a bit about some of the allegations that have dogged your career since your Mayo days. As you mentioned, you were manager of Westport United for five years on and off and introduced the world, or the 15 or so people who are watching, to the Tiki Otaka signature style, as you call it. That's right, David. I'm very proud of developing my own style of play. Yeah, yeah. But during that time, I believe you spent a year in Belarus. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's right. I did. Well, the allegations are that you developed a new style of play over there. Not park the bus, fix the bus. Well, you know, highly successful style that was, David. Highly successful. Well, it was very successful, Paul, but I don't think you quite understood my wordplay. It was match-fixing, wasn't it? Come on, admit it. David, is this your attempt to be an investigative journalist? Listen, I've never fixed any matches while I was over in Belarus, and that is an unprovable fact. Paul, there was one match where both teams spent 27 minutes kicking the ball out of play, taking a throw-in, and kicking it out again. What kind of tactic is that? Meanwhile, we've just seen that you've bought a multi-million pound yacht in Monaco. Decent wages in the Irish and Belarusian leagues, aren't they? Well, firstly, throwing is an essential aspect of Tiki Otaka, but I won't expect you to understand that. And also, if I want to buy a yacht, I'll buy a yacht. Right. Whatever. I'm being told in my earpiece that that's all from me today, thank God. And I'm supposed to take you over to the Holiday Inn Express in town for your bit with Lawrence Terrington. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, have we uh, just got a little bit of time to dip into the bookies beforehand? I just need to stick a few bets on. Yeah, why not? Courage, bravery, a horse's breath, pubescent sweat, an old sock, a naked woman on a sun lounger, two brickies in the sun, a nice Greek salad, shame, despair, embarrassment. Buy new Minx Applica now. Right, here we are with Paul Doyle as he's taking a photo or two. Sonia, if you're listening, it's Paul who's putting the bets on, not me. Well, maybe the odd accumulator. Do you come here often, Paul? No, 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 of course not. Just, uh, just the odd bank holiday, you know. He said every week! Well, Paul, what takes your fancy today? Any tips? Well, uh, David, I didn't think you were gambling anymore. I thought that, uh, I thought you lost your kids' uni fees on betting in the Algerian third division. D just leave it. What have you got on today? Well, as I said, it's my lucky day, so uh, putting an accumulator. If just 34 results come in, I'll be uh, 50 grand up. 50 grand? Um, <clears throat> might have a punt on that myself. What, what have you got? I, I can see you betting on a few Belarusian Premier League matches there. Hoping some other managers over there have learned your fix the bus tactic. No comment. Mm. I can see you betting on... Burnley to lose. That's no, fine, it's fine, it's fine. Look, 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 look this way. If we win, I'll be delighted. 
But if we lose, at least I'll make a bit of cash out of it. You know, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And have you seen our fixture list in the next Fortnite? <laughs> oh, no chance, mate. Anyway, let me just go and collect my winnings from last week. Don't be a pathetic excuse for a human being. Start gambling today. Bet now. Bet fast. Bet recklessly. Bet on everything. With pro lads. Yeah, 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 yeah. I already have thanks. Can I, can I just have me winnings, please? You can take your winnings or exchange them for a free £10 bet at pro lads. Uh, alright, yeah, go on then. Please gamble responsibly. Where the f is that music coming from? Hello, I'm Lawrence Tarrington. Today I've been granted special access to Paul Doyle. I'm going to see what a day in the life of Mr Doyle is like when he's in his town, away from the pitch. I suggested to Paul that it might be worth getting an idea of how he spends his time away from Burnley FC. So we head into the local city centre to visit some of the places Paul frequents. I suggested taking a taxi, but when we went down to the hotel lobby, a limousine turned up. Is this how you always like to travel around, Paul? Well, you know, sometimes. Um, I've not been able to drive myself around recently, because... Is this, uh, is this on the record, Lawrence? Very much so, yes. I mean, we're recording the whole thing. Alright, well, in that case, let's, uh, let's just say, due to complications with my licence, um, and I also find it better to not use public transport, is that because it attracts too much attention for uh, autographs and selfies from the public? Well, that, of course. And I'm banned from stagecoach uh, after an affray with one of the drivers. We pulled up somewhere around Burnley High Street after a lengthy debate between Paul and his driver about whether a limousine was able to travel in bus lanes. Well, here we are at Burnley's Townley Hall Art Gallery. Why? Well, we're not sure. So, Paul, why are we here? Well, Lawrence, you said you wanted to get to know the real Paul Doyle. You know, I love art. I mean, look at the colours on this one. Pretty good, right? Right. Do you have a favourite artist? The Melton Cox guy. He was, uh, he was pretty decent. Oh, <laughs> he was mad, wasn't he? Probably on drugs or something. Uh, I wouldn't know, Paul. A favourite painting? Oh, it's got to be the Moaning Lisa. That Dan Vinci! What a talent! I wonder if he was any good at football. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, let's take a walk around the town, shall we? Well, I've got to say, I've been a real boost to this place since I arrived. Just look at all these happy faces! I've brought a ray of hope to this dark Yorkshire town. Yeah, you mean Lancashire. We're in Lancashire, Paul. Oh, yeah, well, whatever, whatever. The people here, they love me. They can't believe the look. Which other team can say they've got the best manager out of County Mayo? They'll tell their grandkids about Paul Doyle. The man who introduced Tikio Taka football to the Premier League. You certainly seem to have a high opinion of yourself, Paul. Well, Lawrence, my record speaks for itself. I mean, apart from the results, my team's been brilliant this season. And I'm in charge of that team, so it's no wonder the people around here love me so much. Hey, 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 hey! You alright over there? Hey! Do you want, uh, do you want a fancy autograph? Uh, uh, who are you? Oh, well, he must be a rugby fan. Anyway, getting thirsty, let's get to the pub! Isn't this the pub where you left your leaked transfer list on a post-it note, Paul? <clears throat> leave it out, Lawrence. Well. Oh, well, come on, I said leave it. Anyway, it's my round. Hello, beautiful. The usual, please. Um, who are you? Must be a rugby fan. Anyway, I'll have two pints of Foster's and a whiskey chaser, please. Lawrence, what do you want? Uh, just a G&T for me. Light on the tea, though, Paul. Oh, yeah, great. Also, love, uh, stick a bottle of peanut grease on the ice while you're at it. 
After a few more pints of Fosters and half a dozen flaming Sambucas, Paul finally seemed to relax and be more himself. So, Paul, we've almost come to the end of the day. It's been well eventful. Oh, sorry, Lawrence. Uh, I'm just going to have to stop you there. I think I can see my agent coming over. Excuse me, mate. Just have a quick word with Paul. Everything all right? Yeah, yeah, diamond. Just a couple of phone calls while this interview's been going on. Public appearance stuff, you know how it is. Award ceremonies, advertisements, that sort of gig, you know how it is. Oh, Teddy, do they, they want to give me an award? Don't be f***ing stupid. Listen, it's going awful out there. Listen, I've got a plan. I'll go out outside the room and I'll ring your mobile. You answer it, pretend it's someone at the FA talking to you about the England manager job. Everything all right, Paul? Should we restart the interview? Uh, yes, that's fine. Okay, Paul, so I wanted to move on to asking uh, you about the other interview you gave recently when you mentioned your ideal transfer signings this January. And then, I mean, there's some strange names in there. One of the players has been dead for the last couple of years. Oh, hold on, hold on. I just, just need to check my, uh, check my phone. Uh, yep, yep, yep. It's, uh, it's off. Uh, just uh, best, best switch that on there. Yep. Uh, well, actually, for the purpose of the interview, uh, Paul, it's probably best if you left it off. Yeah, but I, I've got to have it on for emergencies, you know. So I was just asking you, Paul, then about the recent interview. Oh wait, sorry, 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 sorry about that, Lawrence. Lawrence, I've uh, I've got to take this. Got to take this. Hello. Oh, hello. Someone there, high up in the uh, the FA. Yeah, yeah, I can talk. No problem. No problem. No, no, no. I'm not doing anything important at the moment. No, no, no. I think it's sad that there's mountain pressure on Gareth. Untenable. <laughs> well, that'd be your word, not mine. You know, we'd all we all want to see him turn this around. Of course, you know, I'm prepared to hear any offer. Look, 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 I can't talk right now. Just doing a big media piece. We'll talk later, sure, yeah. Alright, bye, bye, bye. Paul, was was that the FA just on the phone to you? (coughs) Well, hold on, Lawrence, that was a a private conversation. Come on now, I'm unable to speak about it for the purpose of this report, so move on, move on. Oh, well, if it's private, I mean, we should probably just uh, remove that whole bit then before we go to air. Well, don't do that, come on. But you just said it was private. Well, yeah, but we want to give the public a genuine impression of what it's like to be the Burnley manager. I'll leave the phone call in, but just say that I can't talk about it. We subsequently approached the FA for comment. They said they've spoken to Mr Doyle several times over the past few weeks, a couple of times regarding touchline misconduct, and also the ongoing investigation into alleged match-fixing in the Belarusian League. But they hadn't spoken to him regarding the England manager job. We hope you enjoyed our behind-the-scenes feature with manager Paul Doyle. Now, ahead of the Carabao Cup quarterfinals, here are today's sporting headlines. Thank you. Burnley played Nottingham Forest tonight in the quarter-final of the Carabao Cup. In previous rounds, Burnley squeezed through against Blackpool before scoring a last-minute winner at Turf Moor against Port Vale. In their biggest scalp of the season, Burnley beat Arsenal 2-0 to reach the quarter-finals last month. Unusual circumstances surrounded that game as the entirety of the regular Arsenal starting eleven came down with about a food poisoning 24 hours before the match. They were staying at a local hotel in Burnley where Burnley manager Paul Doyle is thought to own a majority stake. In other news, Manchester City have offered to pay people to come to their home games this coming match day in a novel attempt to fill their stadium. 
ex-England manager Sam Allardyce is standing down from a starring role in the new Transformers film, citing creative differences with the director and production team. Newcastle owner Mike Ashley, in a surprise move this week after the talks with Kim Jong-il fell through, has moved to Kabul in Afghanistan. In unrelated news, Newcastle United are rumoured to be the subject of a takeover bid by the Taliban. And finally, an update on the situation surrounding Garth Crooks. He is still at large and considered dangerous. He has at least 25 hostages captive now in his Norfolk cottage. Crooks is demanding a helicopter and £25,000 in Belarusian rubles. Police say Crooks is armed with an AK-47 and a Scud missile. Paul Gascoigne continues to negotiate. So here we are in the quarter-final of the Carabao Cup and what many are tipping is to be the game of Paul Doyle's season. He's lining up against the Nottingham Forest side, having overcome Arsenal in the last round. We're away, and that's been to Burnley's strength this season. What do we make of the teams, David? Well, I have to say, TT, it looks very even so far. There's no shots, no shots on target, no fouls, no yellow cards, and 0% possession for either team. It's very even at the start of this game. We haven't kicked off yet, David. Uh, oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. And it's the second minute of the match. And Nottingham Forest with the ball. They have a corner. It gets played out. Burnley managed to clear their lines. It's all Forest at the beginning of this match, David. Forest playing well. And as we come to uh, just over the 10-minute mark in this match, we can see it's all Nottingham Forest except fouls, which Burnley are leading in. Going down to our man on the touchline, Lawrence Terrington. What do we make of the match so far, Lawrence? Uh, yes, it's very uh, level-pegged in this early early game. I do worry about Burnley's attack, though. The midfield doesn't seem to be able to find Wood for the Forest defence. It could also be because Chris Wood isn't actually playing, Lawrence. Uh, you know, well, you should probably bring him on then because Burnley needs goals. You're not wrong there. Some useful advice, perhaps, for Paul Doyle. Maybe he's suffering from a hangover after his big day out yesterday. Well, that has been the talk of the town, uh, TT. Paul Doyle is a very hungover man right now. And Burnley with a rare foray into the Forest half, playing some nice football there. Brownhill with an underlap. He takes it inside, sprays the ball out wide to Jay Rodriguez. He stands up his man. He beats his man. He beats another man. He passes it in. And it's a goal! Burnley have scored at Forest. Ashley Barnes. We were saying they needed some wood. Barnes has come up with the answer. Lawrence Terrington, what's the atmosphere like on the touchline? Well, Tom, Paul Doyle is doing cartwheels. He's ecstatic. Oh, and uh, his assistant manager, John Adamson, he's, he's on the mobile phone at the minute, probably to his, his, his wife or, or maybe someone else. It's, it's jubilation down here. It really is. Excellent. And you love to see it. You really do. David, what does that do for your Acker? Uh, no comment. And we're halfway through the first half here. Burnley still have the lead. They've had one shot on goal, but it's been a goal. The stats don't lie, do they, David? Well, Burnley have 48% possession, which is slightly less than half. So I think they're doing pretty well. And we're approaching the end of the half here. It really has been a masterclass in cup football from Paul Doyle. An away performance against a side from the lower leagues. And that might not be the end of it. Burnley have scored again. It was a free kick just outside the area. And that man, Tarkovsky, is repaying his manager's faith in him. And we're at half-time now. 
And I don't want to jump the gun, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but Burnley are looking at a semi, which is something that I have it on good authority Paul Doyle hasn't been able to achieve for a number of years. Well, that's, uh, that's good news, TT, and thank God for Doyle and his wife. We're only 20 seconds into the second half, but Burnley already on the counter-attack. Ashley Barnes, he stands up his man, and he scored again. Barnes at the double. Lawrence Terrington, what's going on down there? Well, I can't believe it. Barnes, he just he turns his man and he puts the ball away. Oh, it was fantastic stuff to watch. The real question is, why can't Burnley replicate this form in the league, Tom? Maybe it's because they're not playing teams like Nottingham Forest and Blackpool and, and other Mickey Mouse sides like this. And Nottingham Forest give the ball away in a dangerous area. Ashley Barnes, he's thrown goal on his hat-trick. And it's an amazing save from the goalkeeper who gets a hand to it and tips it round the post. I tell you what, David, I may have gone a bit prematurely there, but I thought Barnes had got his hat-trick. Well, it's not the first time you would have gone prematurely, CT, that's for sure. And we're approaching the 65th minute in this game. Lawrence, does it look like Doyle's looking to change anything as we come to the latter stages of the match? Yeah, no, Nottingham is it's a mental night out, honestly. No, 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 it's going to be quality later on. Yeah. Are you coming? Yeah, we're all going out. Oh, sorry, was that Tom? Did you just cut to me then? Sorry, what was that? Can I get that question again? As we get to the closing stages of this match, Lawrence, does it look like Doyle's making any changes? Uh, no, no, it does not. I mean, he could make one, two, maybe three substitutions, but not no more than that. Definitely not four or more. I don't know if you were distracted, Lawrence, but I think I did see Chris Wood come on. Do you want to make your joke? Uh, yeah. The thing, the thing is. He was a good substitution to make. I just hope that Burnley midfield can uh, can find Chris Wood for the trees of the Forest defence. Excellent. And in many ways, David, we're looking at this as a truly doyalistic performance. Lower on shots, lower on shots on target, but higher in the fouls and the yellow cards. Is this finally the realisation of Tikio Taka football that Paul Doyle has been looking for? Well, I couldn't honestly say because because TT, I've been watching the rugby. Uh, Saracen, Saracens are doing pretty well at the moment. Um, what, what's the score in the football again? What so it's it? 3-0 to Burnley, but they're living dangerously. A Nottingham Forest player has gotten into the box. Will Burnley clear their lines? And could they hit Forest on the counter-attack here? Ashley Barnes with the ball over the, t- the top. But no, Forest have got the ball back. Burnley looking to attack at every opportunity. And just as I say that, a terrible back pass puts Troy Parrott. And does Polly want a cracker? Because what a goal. 81st minute, Nottingham Forest nil, Burnley 4. What scenes on the touchline, Lawrence Terrington. Tom, the Parrot is well and truly squawked there. Paul Doyle's currently on John Adamson's shoulders. They're celebrating already. I haven't seen a hammering like this since the weekend after my wife left me. Oof, that was a messy one for me and the boys. Thank you, Lawrence. So we're in the closing stages of this match, David. What do we make of it? <laughs> well, the question is, can Nottingham Forest get the parrot back in its cage? It doesn't look likely now. They're losing 4-0. And if we were playing golf, that would be a birdie. It's full-time. Nottingham Forest nil, Burnley 4. And Burnley march on in the Carabao Cup to the semi-finals.
Join us next time, which will be transfer deadline day. Will Paul Doyle get his men? And will he get some transfers? Right, let me tie up exactly what I'm going to say. Remember, do, you remember, do you remember when this was a football podcast? Did <laughs> we miss the football? Do you remember that? <laughs> no, because I always planned it to be my ticket to Stardom. Bondi, if right, you read that line again, Bobby. Your ticket to Stardom, you're on the wrong f***ing train. <laughs>